Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 105.7 FM in Cape Town. Seven minutes after two o'clock. Okay, what we did promise, I've promised you that every single day I will try and give you an update on the virus. I will try and give you as much information as possible and you have a chance to ask questions from officials who have the right information. 891 the lines are open. What I've decided to do is to invite Dr. Jose Litlape, who is a specialist really in, in many fields, but really he is an eye surgeon in private practice and co-founder of African Harm Reduction Alliance as well as a member of the Global Hygiene Council. I thought he's probably the right person to ask at this point about his understanding of the virus, what information he is sharing with colleagues around the world and how much do we know so far. So thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Litlape, and make uh, thank you so much for, for making the time to talk to us. Uh, thank you for the invitation and good afternoon to you and the listeners. So, Dr. Litape, we are obviously, as the virus um, is around for longer, there is more information coming through. Scientists are discovering new things. There's still this debate around use of masks around the world, uh, debate uh, happening between colleagues, the WHO, uh, American colleagues around uh, are also not quite sure about what regulations to make on the use of masks. Some areas in Europe have made it mandatory. What do we understand so far now and where do we sit with the use of masks? I think maybe the area to start is just on simple hygiene basis. Okay. That uh, we should not forget that the most important thing in terms of fighting this epidemic is washing our hands with running water and soap. Physical distancing. Those are the two, part of the two important measures. The hand sanitizer is for when you can't have access to soap and water. Dr. Letlepe, just clarify for us, please. There's the issue about about cough etiquette, and that will lead you to the issue of the mask. We've always said to people, you know, when you grow up, the old people will tell you, cover your mouth before as you cough. Don't just cough into the air. Just common etiquette that comes from socialization, from grandmothers, that cover that cough so that whatever it is that you spew out doesn't get to others. Dr. Ledepi, can I just take you back a little bit? You've just you've just said now running water. Just explain the significance of running water instead of water that is sitting maybe in a bucket. The significance of running water is for rinsing your health. Mm -hmm. And that as you rinse, the water runs away. Mm -hmm. Now, you can use stationary water if you're the only one using that bowl of water. Ah. The problem becomes if you rinse your hands in a bowl of water, mm-hmm. whatever you are cleaning off now goes into the water. Mm-hmm. It is now no longer clean water for someone else to use. Even, even if you've used That's soap? What, even if you've used soap. Okay. Remember, the water is no longer clean because yes. the essence is to clean your hands. Yeah. So whatever you've cleaned off your hands is now in the water. If it's running water, whatever you've cleaned up has run away with the running water. So sure. people have to understand that. So you can use a bowl, 
but it's pointless. If I use a boat mm. and I've cleaned my hands and I've put all my bags from my hands into the boat mm. and you are now going to use the water mm. for yourself, you are now no longer using clean water. Mm-hmm. And that's the importance. So, but and that's why you see people that are creative, even when they don't have taps. Because people seem to think that running water means a tap. No, running water doesn't mean a tap. You, you just pour the if water. water in a boat, I can hold it. Yeah, pour it. Keep it. Yeah. So pour it over your hand. Mm-hmm. It's running water. Yeah. And then it means that water in the bowl can be used appropriately by a number of people mm. instead of contaminating a large volume of water that's sitting in a bowl. It's better to do the rubbing of hands, your 20, what? 40 seconds, your yes. happy birthday twice yeah. outside the water supply and get someone to tip it mm-hmm. on your hands. You'll see people using two-liter bottles mm-hmm. wired on a trap so that they tilt it so that it tips over and they have the running water to rinse their hands with. Love the clarity. Okay. And that is important. Yeah. Okay. You were still going on. I had interrupted you. I just wanted us to get clarity on that running water issue so instead of the, 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 the stationary water. Okay. Now, the, 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 the second issue is that the cough etiquette. Mm-hmm. I've been talking about cleaning of hands and, and cough etiquette for more than 14 years. <laughs> Since the SARS epidemic, we've been talking about this. Mm. You know, so it's about 17 years ago. And, and that's key. And we need to keep bashing at that because that reduces not just through pandemics. It reduces diarrhea. It reduces pneumonia in children. It, it's a great benefit to the healthcare system and to the health of the population. But we've been told by grandmothers, cover your mouth. Mm. You know, cough etiquette, cough into a sleeve. Now, all we say, now remember, science has now shown that there are people that have COVID-19 that don't get sick at all. Mm. They are asymptomatic, Mm -hmm. but they can still spread the virus. Mm. The situation in churches is that People talking, people singing, yes. people hallelujah every other second. They spew a lot of aerosol into the air. Uh-huh. And people can get it in that manner. Yes. So just take it from grandma saying, cover your mouth. If we just covered our mouth, and we're not talking physical mask, we're just saying, cover your mouth with a cloth. Just like when you say, cough into your elbow. We're not asking you to have a surgical elbow, an elbow covered with surgical material. It's just cloth material, you, you, you cough into your elbow. Now, just understand that what has been proven is that in the Far East, everybody seems to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And they've not be, only been able to curb and reverse the spread of the disease, their flu epidemics, ordinary flu epidemics, are less widespread and they are able to cap the number of people that get uh, infected with the flu. Mm. Now, for that, all you just need is a cloth double ply. That's all you need. There, there are lots of WhatsApp videos showing people how to turn a cloth into a scarf with two rubber bands, a bandana, a scarf. Because what you are doing, you are protecting other people from your cough from what you are producing. And that will go a long way and contribute to stopping the spread of the infection. 
You are not being, nobody is asking people to go and get surgical masks. No, we just say cover your mouth and nose. Double ply cloth is all that you need. I mean, for a family to sacrifice one sheet, they can produce how many? Maybe 20 masks for the whole family. And everybody, and, and the issue about, about cloth masks is that it's simple. They are reusable. You clean them, you bleach them, you iron them, and they are as clean as can be. Whatever is in there will be gone, and you can reuse it. So if each, each, each and every one of us creates their own homemade two masks, when you go out in public, cover your mouth and nose. That's all. But you don't use medical equipment to do that. You just use a cloth. Let us leave the surgical mask, the N95s, for the healthcare uh, situation. We've seen how important these things are. There's a report right now of the U.S. having hijacked a shipment of yes. masks that was meant for Europe. Yes. And President Trump got it directed to the U.S. That's the scarcity of clinical equipment. That's the scarcity of surgical masks. So let's leave surgical masks for the clinical situation. They should be used by patients that are positive. They should be used to protect healthcare workers because we need healthcare workers to have personal protective equipment so that they do not shy away from the responsibility of taking care of us when we are sick. And we should prevent them from getting infected because they would then be super spreaders of the infection if they got the infection. Dr. Letlape, if you don't mind, can I just open the lines up? 891 with all the questions that everybody keeps having around use of masks, all sorts of other questions around the virus. So the one of the things that keeps coming up around the use of masks or cloths is we don't know how to dispose of the mask or 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 the cloth itself. That in itself could be dangerous. What is your view on that? Yeah, you see, that's the point. When you use a cloth, you don't dispose of it. Yeah. You clean it. You wash it. So it's like, you know, there was an era when people used handkerchiefs. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you... Mm. If you, if you <laughs> yes, uh, I do remember. remember handkerchiefs. <laughs> yes, I do remember. They never disposed of them. Yes. They washed them. Yes. They were washed, bleached, and ironed. Mm-hmm. And you reused them. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of cloth masks. Mm-hmm. And each and every one of us can afford. I mean, you can take your T-shirt and make three, four masks out of one of your T-shirts. Mm-hmm. How many of us have clothes in our closet where the closet has run out of space to hand clothes? Dr. So there's lots of cloth around that you can use. And the beauty about cloth is that once you use the mask, when you get home, you then clean it, mm-hmm. put it you know, clean it, wash it, have another one that you can use the next time you go out of the house in public. So if each of us have two, three months, you're going out, you know, and with this lockdown, we expect that you go out for essentials. So you may need to go out one thing a day for the essential, whether you're going for food, whether you're going to going for medical care. It's not about going out two or three times. Yeah. You can go once out in a few days. So you then have ample opportunity when you come back to wash what you've used out and then uh, be able to use it next time. If you have a spare one, there's a spare one, and the one that's used gets washed. So that's the point. These are not tissues. If you are using tissues, tissues are not washable. Tissues need to be disposed, and you dispose them into waste bin that 
don't go into recirculation. That's a different issue. So what? that's the beauty about making our own masks, that they are not to be disposed. Once you've gone out with it in public, when you come back, wash it, iron it, it's ready for use next time. Dr. Letlapa, what's the one message that you think we're not getting through to the public? The message that we are not getting through to the public is for them to understand that this virus will not be defeated in the hospital system. This virus will be defeated by each and every one of us in the community. Mm. You stop it spreading in the community, the virus is defeated. That is the key. And each and every one of us has a key role to play in stopping the virus in its tracks. It's not going to be stopped. You see, when, we, when you get to hospital, it means we have failed in, as society mm-hmm. to breach it. And, and we've got to redouble our effort in the community to stop its spread. We're not going, we've seen healthcare systems that have copious amounts of money that can cope. I mean, the U.S. spends more money on its healthcare system than almost other systems, all other systems combined. But it's struggling to keep the virus because they are, they are concentrating on ventilators, on hospital capacity, on increasing bills. Let me give you an illustration. If you have people falling from the waterfall, if you think you're going to deal with it by equipping ambulances at the bottom of the cliff and putting emergency care workers there, you're on a hiding next to nothing. If you want to stop the cunning, you go to the top and stop the people falling from the mm, cliff. Mm. Keep people away from the cliff. That's how you win that battle. And to keep people away from the cliff, it's a societal response. Yeah. It's about the public understanding that the cliff is dangerous. Mm. You go down there. If all of us go down there, whatever assistance is there at the bottom will not cope. Mm. That's the analogy that I would use. And society is the one that determines who goes over the cliff. Mm. And we have the ability, it's within our hands, to ensure that no one goes over the cliff. Let's take those That's calls. Thank you. I love that analogy, actually. 0891-104-207. Romeo, you're calling us from KZN. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, my sister and your guest. Uh, how are you this afternoon? We well. Go ahead, Romeo. Uh, I, I wanted to ask your guest a question about those surgical masks. Uh, should we use them every day with only one player, or are you use? That one for a day, don't throw it away. If so, how many uh, shops could be available to those masks? Because I hear that we are running shortage of them. Romeo, did you hear Dr. Litlape earlier saying that you could just use an ordinary cloth? You don't have to buy a surgical mask or any of I, these fancy masks. Yes, I was, I was going to ask you the same question, particularly on the issue of uh, any cloth. That if I buy my hand and then I use it and wash it every day, yeah. is there anything wrong? 
because I hear him saying that um, we can defeat the visa by closing our coffin as traditional what we used to be told by our grandmother, close your mouth. But I'm saying if I did not close, I spread the disease. And if I kept on uh, coughing, closing my mouth or that one, am I kept on swallowing that disease or if I cough it out, coming to my clothes, is the disease is not going to spread as well. I mean, Mr. Dr. Letapi, I don't know if you want to respond, but he did say earlier, you know, take it home, wash it, uh, bleach it, or whatever the case may be, and you can re- reuse it. Uh, I don't, Dr. Letapi, you want to re- you want to add to that? Yes, I, I want to reiterate that uh, as, as members of society, let's stay away from surgical masks. We do not need surgical masks. Let us cover our mouth and noses with homemade cloth masks. That's all that you need. Double ply and you wash it every night. You put it in bleach. It kills more than just the virus and any other organisms that are there. You iron it in as good as new mm. the next day to use. Mm. All right. It's all masks should be for frontline. Surgical masks should be for those that are involved actively in dealing with the epidemic, the frontline people, the, the traffic cops, the, 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 the soldiers, the 10,000 people that are going out to test in the healthcare setting. Yes. That's where patients that have been diagnosed with COVID-19, that is where you need uh, to be using the surgical mask. All of us that are doing our bit in keeping the spread, in, in, in protecting others from what we are producing, plus masks would be sufficient for that. Okay. People must then avail themselves for, to go and ask. You know, there, there, there's immense resources that have been put at our disposal. The 0800-029-999 number for people that are feeling sick. The 0600-123456 WhatsApp number for people that need information. Mm-hmm. The information is also being converted in the, in, into the different languages. All right. If we want to succeed, let's speak from one sheet. Let all of us that are allowed to speak by this invite be repeating the messages that come from the center. Let us not create, create parallel dialogue on this matter. Zoro, you're calling us from Belcom. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you? Well, thank you. Go ahead, sir. Uh, all right. Uh, I just want to find out from the doctor. We are always saying that we can uh, transmit through our hands and coughing. So my question is, if I have got uh, the variant on my hands, and if I touch my body, uh, are the variants going to remain on my hands or they can also be transmitted to my body, but not exactly in my, in, in, on my hands? And also, if I sneeze onto my elbow, uh, with the maybe let's say maybe I've got various, then is it going to die where I sneeze or is it going to remain uh, alive there? What happens then with that variant? Thanks, Zoro. Dr. Letape? Wherever, if you have the virus, when you cough into your sleeve, you are no, you try not to put it in the air so that others get it by droplet infection. You, put, you, you try to avoid putting the droplets in the air. But if you cough onto your skin, the virus will be on your skin. 
If you cough onto your hand, the cough is in your hands with whatever it contains. That's why on basic hygiene, you say, if you're going to cough, cough into your sleeve. Uh, because sometimes you cough into your hands and you don't have an opportunity to wash your hands and you're going to shake hands. People don't shake elbows. And that's why we said cough into the elbow. But people shake hands. But the issue is this. If you happen to have coughed into your hands accidentally, the first thing to do is to look for running water and soap and to wash your hands. Because you don't want to contaminate other surfaces. You don't want to touch door handles because it is in your hands. And if you don't wash it and take it off, you will transfer it to other surfaces. So if it's on your hand and you touch your skin, you'll be putting it on your skin. If it's on your hand, you shake hands with somebody, you'll be transferring it to that person. If it's on your hand, you touch a handle, you touch a remote, you'll be transferring it to that surface. So if somebody else comes and touches that surface, uh, it, they'll then pick it up from that surface, and if they touch their mouth, their nose, or their eyes, they'll then be transferring it into their body. Now, remember this. On the skin, the virus will sit and survive for a certain period on the skin, mm-hmm. but it will not penetrate the body because the skin is protective against it mm-hmm. going in. But when you look at the mouth, you have what you call mucosa, okay. which is a thin type of covering, and the virus will penetrate through there. Right. So, so for you to be infected, the hands will be the vector. And that's why they say don't touch your face, don't touch your mouth, don't touch your nose, don't touch your eyes, because the lining there is not the same as the skin. It is thin, and the virus is able to attach to there and penetrate, and that's how you become infected. Rabba, so too, so you it's transparent. That is why cleaning of surfaces is important. Yes. Cleaning of commonly touched surfaces, kitchen surfaces, doorknobs, etc., have to be cleaned regularly so that if they are contaminated, whether by this virus or other contaminants, you are then wiping them off, killing them off, so that it is not transferred from one person to the next person. Dr. Letlape, I'm going to ask if we can pause. It literally will take us two minutes. If we can please just take the headlines because there are so many people who have got questions for you. Is that okay with you? Will that work for you, Dr. Letlape? Yeah, that will work for me. All right, thank you. And then just remind me when you come back, we talk about the clothing. As you touch with your hands, you put it onto your clothes. That's why we say you get home, have those clothes washed. Yes. All right. Let's just let's do that quickly. Uh, 2.30. Let's go to Utile Saku for the latest in headlines. Good afternoon, Utile. Here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. SAFM. 106.6 FM in Bloemfontein. Thank you so much for staying with us. We continue our coverage on COVID-19 and we've got Dr. Khosili Tlape, who is a Global Hygiene Council member as well as Africa Harm Reduction Alliance co-founder. And what we're trying to do is really just sieve through all the questions you have around the virus. Every single day we're hearing some fake news and maybe developments on the virus. And so we just want to give you an opportunity to ask whatever question you have on the virus. And before we went to the headlines, Dr. Litlape 
are still trying to explain to us the the coughing and and what it means for us to have the cough on our skin and what actually it means for it to land on your surface of your clothing. Dr. Letape, go ahead. And that is why, you know, the physical distancing is important. It's precisely because you can carry it on your clothes, you can carry it on your skin, you can care. That's why we say no touching. That's why we say no more handshakes. You know, and 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 even this elbow thing, and we shouldn't substitute because when you do the elbow, you are bridging the physical distancing of two weeks. Mm, mm. And 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 if it's on my jacket, when I go, when we go elbow, I'll be transferring it from my jacket to your jacket. What stops you from catching, from rubbing your hand on your on the elbows of your jacket and then rubbing your face? It defeats the whole objective. So we should. The physical distancing becomes important. You will see uh, those of us that are fortunate to have television will see that places where they have the epicenters. When the health workers get home, they can't even touch their children. Mm. They. They take off everything. They clean their clothes. They, learn, they do laundry. They put them in a separate bag. Everything that they were wearing, they put in a separate bag. They have a shower the first thing before they go in. Because they understand that the virus can sit on clothes. You see, it won't infect you through the clothes. But it will sit on the clothes and it can be transferred from one person to another. If I hug you, and you have it on your clothes, I'll be taking it from your clothes to my hand. And, and, that, and, and this is where the people need to begin to understand that the hands are key in terms of infecting others and in terms of transferring from one place to another. If you have physical distancing, the way in which you're going to transfer is it's on my skin, it's on my sleeve, it's on my shirt, I take it from there, I will transfer it to surfaces donuts, et cetera, et cetera. And others who come and touch that within a certain period will then pick it up from there. That's why the single biggest instrument we have to stopping the spread of the infection is simply washing our hands properly with soap and water. All right. Let's take those calls. Make sure that you wash the part, uh, all the parts of the head. So th- th- that's what will explain to people why we do the physical distancing mm. and why we do the washing of hands and why we're talking about the cough etiquette. Yes. Rabasot- and why it is important that if someone is infected, that they be isolated. Rabasoto, you're calling us from the Northwest. Thanks for your patience. Good afternoon. Afternoon, uh, we thank uh, for the information. I wanted Dr. Lechate to just touch on the issue of use of the gloves. How often, how long should one wear the gloves? Is it necessary to wear the gloves? And how long in a day should I use a pair? Or, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Thank you, The gloves are part of personal protective equipment. And glasses, gloves like masks should be left for those interactions. The problem with gloves in the public is that it prevents people from doing the key thing to get the infection, washing your hands. And, and the problem is that people misuse the gloves. Gloves we use for procedures. 
Glass should be used in the healthcare setting. If I do a procedure, I do the procedure with the gloves. When I finish the procedure, I take the gloves off. And the main thing, I will then revert back to hand washing. When people use gloves, remember, it protects it from coming onto your skin. But it will sit on the glass. So if you now use those gloves from place to place, it's now you are making yourself a vector transferring it. You are protected from it getting onto your skin. But you are now a vector and you are spreading it from place to place. So gloves are for procedures and you need to dispose of them when you get back into normality. Now, so you can use them. For example, if people are doing a job, they are taking specimens, they are officers doing a job, they are SNDF, they use them at work during that time. But they can't be moving from one roadblock to another roadblock with the same pair of glass. If you've used them here, you then take them off, dispose of them, and then you revert them to the other issues of head washing. If you get into another situation where you need to use gloves as personal protective equipment because it's necessitated by that situation, you wear gloves. The issue of wearing gloves, like you're wearing a hat the whole day, it's probably more harmful than good because people then break away from breaking the cycle of infection. You feel protected, but you may then become a vector of moving it from one place to another because you have this false protection Mm -hmm. of saying you're wearing gloves because you are not using gloves for appropriate. Let me give you this simple example. We go work in the garden. We use gloves in the garden because there's lots of things that you can pick up from the soil, etc., etc. We don't walk into the house with those gloves. When we go into the house, we remove the gloves. We wash our hands. We get into the house. So use the gloves for specific purposes, then take them off. If they are disposable, you dispose of them. Wash your hands and then proceed with your life. So don't use gloves like it's protective personal equipment and you are using it for walking every day. Very soon people will be in the protective personal equipment of aprons and things that we wear and because they say they want to protect themselves. All right. Anonymous, you're calling us from Durban. Thank you so much for your patience. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, my darling Pumelo, and to your guest, Doctor. I just want to ask a question to Doctor. Mm-hmm. If, um, if I wear a big um, of Vaseline in my nostrils, would it protect me from breathing the virus? That's one. Or dust or whatever. If you, if you wear what? Vicks. Vaseline or Vicks into my nostrils. Yeah. Will it help protect okay. me from breathing the virus? That's one. The question two is, does it matter what fabric uh, do I have to use? I, I mean, I can use a bandana, or whether I can use a bandana or whether I can use a double, uh, the head scarf, the scarf that people use on the head, whether I can double it and, you know, just wrap it round uh, from my nose uh, to the back. Uh, like the bandana, you know? Good question. Dr. Uh, Lidlape, and, and oh, so sorry we lost her. Dr. Lidlape, you want to respond to that? Yeah, the, the cloth, it doesn't really matter. Okay. All you're just saying, uh, if you make it double or triple, it, it, you know, you got a thicker layer and it will be more protective of, uh, you know, protecting your aerosol from yes. going into the air. Yes. The other issue about Vicks, Vaseline, mm. forget it. Those things are not protective. <laughs>
Dr. You may actually use them to trap the virus in that thing, and that thing is not antiviral. Mm-hmm. Just makes the air look nice, and it's not protective at all. So just stick to the basics. Mm-hmm. Physical distancing. I really appreciate the time and you've washing. given us. Yeah, and I mean, we we really, I think you've been so clear and so succinct in trying to give us clarity on some of the things. I really appreciate it, Dr. Adetlapi, for, for making the time to talk to us. Thank you very, very much. Thank you very much. The last thing, I think, you yes, know, sir. part of the problem that we have in South Africa mm-hmm. is that we've lost our ability to be obedient. Uh, we've also lost our ability to care for each other. We are, me, myself, and I, we've become too individualistic. And, and as the president has said, we are in this thing together. And if we work on it together, that's the only way we can defeat the virus. If we concentrate on protecting others, we don't understand that we get protected. You see, if I'm protecting the three million South Africans from myself, I'm actually getting the other 53 million to protect me from them. Thank you so, so very much, Dr. Khosiditlape, who is a co-founder of African Harm Reduction Alliance and also a member of the Global Hygiene Council. Now, I want to ask you this question because this is a discussion that everybody's been having. It's been trending everywhere. Last night, I don't know if you saw this, but last night um, there was a movie Contagion, which was on and it got everybody talking. And if you don't understand the concept of social distancing, that's the movie you should have watched. Eight million adults watched it yesterday. Did you see it? And what did you think of the film? 0891-104-207. And I'll, I'll take your calls and get your reaction on that one. But before that, let's just get what we've been doing every single day. We've promised to do this. Just a, a, a piece of motivation from some of our religious leaders.